Mortgage Investors Group is excited about their newest expansion, the Beard and Branch Office, conveniently located at 5301 Kingston Pike. Kristen Abalata heads this newest branch with a team of highly skilled, federally licensed loan officers ready to help you with all your mortgage needs. Ask for Kristen, Kim Carmen, or Molly Hilton Ryder. MIG, the Beard and Branch, can be reached at 851-7919 or visit us at MIGonline.com. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. MIG is an equal housing lender. Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. This show is brought to you proudly by Mortgage Investors Group. And we are so thankful that you guys stepped into the Housing Hour. And we hope that you have your coffee and get ready for an hour of uh, a lot of good information. So thank you for starting your weekend off with us. Um, and good morning. Um, well, well, first thing we want to do is tell you guys how to get plugged in with the Housing Hour. You can go to uh, the Mothership Treasure Trove of Information, thehousinghour.com. Um, also, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash thehousinghour. Um, Twitter, our handle there is at the housing hour. And also for those of you who are interested in maybe some of the other things that we are doing, um, we have so many different um, opportunities, but um, brand new website that I've just created um, for myself. And just to be able to inter, you know, interface with all of the different dimensions of, of Kevin Ray is KevinRay.com. It's brand new, just released. KevinRay.com. KevinRay.com. Yeah, that's right. And it's Ray like Ray County. So so don't go to Kevin Ray, R-A-Y, or you may find something that you don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you guys for stepping into the housing hour. And today we have a very interesting show. You know, being that it's coming up on spring, we have a lot of people inquiring about building a home, pur- purchasing a home. People are out there um, in droves. And we have had the series about energy efficiency. We've had the series about um, home ownership matters. We've had the series about protect your family. We've had all of these different series. And I think that this guest today is going to be able to help us understand from from just from a government, from a regulation, from a coding perspective, what people who make decisions are trying to do to help the public and to bring awareness and information to those um, who are, you know, really um, relying on the professionals to give them the best situation. And so that's what we're doing today. We have two people in with us, Scott Higgins. Uh, you know him from our uh, energy efficient series um, where he came into Mark's home and did some air um, exchange testing and then followed up with that and got him down to six air exchanges per hour. We'll talk a little bit more about that. He's with Prudent Energy Systems. And then we also have with us today from the town of Farragut, um, just right down the road here, John Householder. He is code enforcement from the code enforcement division, um, and he does things uh, like uh, help to write the code, help to develop the code, and, and enforce the code is really what he does. So um, the idea is that there's some new code. There's some new code that has recently began to be implemented. Scott, because of his knowledge of um, home building and, and, and also energy efficiency, um, he was partnering, he partnered with the town of Farragut. Uh, John brought him in as kind of a um, advisor, if you will, or someone to help to, um, you know, get the code right so that, you know, they can, they can get the code where it needs to be and that it's realistic for these builders who are building homes 
to not set them up for failure. And so that's the partnership. So we brought them in today to talk about the new codes, the 2012 IECC that were recently adopted by Farragut and other municipalities in East Tennessee. So why don't we first do this? I would like to give you guys an opportunity. Why don't you start, Scott, and just tell me um, how this marriage happened between you two so that we can understand a little bit more of, of your part in it. Because I know that you did a fantastic job for Mark, and man, we gained a lot of information. And then Mark, in a moment when he's done, talk about um, kind of the unique kind of coincidence with Johnny Creel last week and so forth. But go ahead and first start with how you and the town of Farragut kind of connected, if you will. Well, I appreciate y'all having us on the show, first of all. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, we uh, got in contact with the town of Farragut. We had a, a builder uh, producing Energy Star Homes in Farragut, uh, Shod Residential, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, would cross paths frequently uh, with the inspectors as, you know, we were either doing a framing inspection, insulation inspection, or the test-out blower door duct blaster. Um, a lot of those uh, that sounds cool. <laughs> requirements are... Uh, you know, also part of the new code that was recently adopted by Farragut. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the the background. Okay. Um, as the code got closer to implementation in Farragut, uh, that's where uh, Prudent Energy Systems and the town of Farragut got heavily engaged mm-hmm. um, in just identifying ways to make the code realistic, mm-hmm. um, but as well as fulfilling the requirements that, uh, in the aspects that the Terrell Farragut had already adopted, mm-hmm. um, that I guess was voted on mm-hmm. um, by the city council or uh, maybe a public vote, um, but non- nonetheless, um, just identifying that pathway, mm-hmm. and so that's where we we began to to work closely together. Well, that's great. And so, John, you guys, you told me off air that you know these these codes were going to be adopted in in the state of Tennessee had some things on the, on the horizon. So you got out in front of it, right? And, and talk about how you and Scott connected from your perspective. Well, we ran into Scott when we started actually doing the, um, the inspections under the 2006 energy code. Mm. Uh, we, um, had, we adopted that, uh, energy code first. Uh, part of the reason was because of the state mandates and the federal mandates, uh, for these new codes to be adopted. Uh, the town of Farragut is one of the cities in the uh, state of Tennessee that are exempt jurisdictions, so we do our own inspections. Farragut's exempt from everything. Right? Well, when that that, that kind of exemption <laughs> gives you more work. Oh, okay, <laughs> really. But anyway, um, what we do is we take responsibility for our own inspections that way, and we kind of have uh, you know that responsibility to uh, you know to see to it what goes on in our town. We have more control of, mm-hmm. and our board of manor alderman tends to, to like that also. But sure. uh, we wouldn't have a, a state intervention that way when we do inspections. Um, there are a few minor state interventions, but most of them we do in-house, and we do the plan review also. Well, um, when we adopted the 2006 and I started to uh, learn more about these energy codes, uh, we knew that um, we would have to eventually adopt the next code level, which would be 2012. Mm. We, sk- we skipped the 2009. We tend to adopt codes every six years uh, because it gets a little confusing for the builders to go every three because you're just about to learn a new code and then <laughs> right. here comes another one along. So yeah. we try to make that uh, transition a little easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it helps us too as inspectors. But anyway, I took some energy code classes um, out at the, uh, the lab at Oak Ridge and uh, got certified through an agency called BPI. And doing that, um, I learned a lot more about 
the the new codes that were coming down the road. And when I seen these uh, standards and knew what the code was going to require, I had a lot of concern about our builders being able to meet that requirement. And to meet that requirement, um, you have to to meet these uh, really strict standards or they couldn't get their certificate of occupancy. We call it a CO. Right. And that's a real important document for yeah. your builder. And for yeah. the mortgage company. And yeah. so yeah. we knew that Shod's, by our inspections we were doing at the, on the 2000 level, which mainly was we were doing just the insulation inspections mm-hmm. uh, and and looking at the ceiling, but we weren't testing it at the time. Yeah. We knew that uh, Scott was working with them on doing the actual tests. Mm-hmm. So we just uh, uh, basically asked Scott uh, if he would be interesting, interested in helping us do that. And he was very, very gracious in helping us, and he spent a lot of his own time and effort to uh, help us with some training classes mm-hmm. and with getting the word out and also with writing the codes for the our Board of Mayor and Alderman to uh, eventually vote on and pass. And we took it in a phased approach so that um, they can start out with a little more leniency. Mm-hmm. And during that time, they're kind of self-training themselves on how to meet the, the, the stricter requirements when they kick in later on. Well, I think that's great. And, you know, Mark, um, let me bring you in here because when I think of enforcement, I think sometimes people <coughs> think of people that are trying to throw up obstacles and, mm-hmm. you know, they want to they wanna keep you from getting where you want to go. But, I mean, from what I'm hearing here with John, I mean, he's the exact opposite of that. I think that's very encouraging. Yeah, it is because they've been helping the builders out immensely with the training piece of it. And I think that's real important because uh-huh. it's all about education. Because when we first started this uh, whole series, we had Scott on the show, and we're talking about proper sealing of the home. Right. Enveloping, if you will. And right. that's why we had... When when John went out to uh, ORNL for the training session, he was we had Dr. Jackson who had his heads up that department right. out there on our show. All can be found on the, or the housinghour dot com mm-hmm. those interviews. But it's real important. So this isn't just about throwing insulation up in the attic to bring it up three more inches, although right. that's part of it. It's more about sealing proper building techniques, right, Scott? Absolutely. It's just how the uh, just you've got so many components with with your house and just how those components uh, interact from, you know, framing package, insulation package, uh, the, the HVAC mechanical package. And, um, you know, just, I guess, in, ensuring that, you know, once that home's completed, it's 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 fine tuned. And, uh, um, you know, the, the end user is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, per, buying an efficient home, same as you'd buy a car. Yeah. Uh, looking yeah. at the miles per gallon, it's just a way to ensure that. It's lower miles per gallon. And so what Scott did for me when he came out on to my home, he did the blower door test, the duct blaster test, all these we have videos of. We'll mm-hmm. have, I'll bring them back up onto our you know show. So it's on site right now. Yeah. Um, but what he did is tested it, and I was exchanging inside heated or cooled air 11 times an hour with the outdoors. Yeah. I was just heating it, spending my money on it. In fairness, they'd shut the doors on your house now. (laughs) I'd be locked down. But because Scott came in and sealed everything, and it was very inexpensive to do, in my opinion. It was. um, So uh, he he took it down to six and a half, seven, right around there. Mm -hmm. Air exchanges right now in Farragut, that's what they're ranking on because Johnny Krill was on our show two weeks ago. Yeah. And she's, she's representing. That was last week, actually. And she was representing homes uh, mm-hmm. for sale at Anchor, Anchor uh, Park. Anchor Park. Mm-hmm. Anchor Park Villas. Anchor Park Villas. Yes, sir. And Scott did the blower door test and the duck blaster test for those mm-hmm. units. And 
And how I found out he was doing this is I called him because I have one year now of savings because of my my ceiling of the house, mm-hmm. right? So I call, I sent him my savings and said, what does this mean? How much have I saved? And he says, oh, well, you know, I'm doing a duck door, and he told me where he was doing it. I said, wow. hey, I just had Johnny, we just had Johnny Grill on the yeah. on the show. So that's how we kind of hooked up that's, again. That's so cool. And, you know, the, the, the real amazing thing in my mind is that there's these exchanges that occur. And so what you're all saying in Farragut is, John, that, we want you guys to have the home meet six, meet six exchanges of air in of the house per hour. Is that correct? Is that what we're talking that, about? That would be the minimum. That okay. We want you to meet that. Right. So let me ask you this because. On you know, new construction. On, on new, on new right, construction. Right. right. So, you know, one of the things that I think people want to know is, well, you know, how do I implement this stuff into my, my building? You know, how do I do that? And so that's where I think the education piece is so important. And so how do you guys link Scott up with the builders? Is this something that you offer? Is it required or how does that work? Well, um, you know, as, as a town official, we can't, uh, we can't necessarily uh, require somebody to use Scott, but oh, we can tell say, them they need to use a raider. Right. Uh, and Scott is on the list of raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott is real instrumental in inserting himself a lot of times into that market. Good. Scott comes to our office quite often and looks at building permits. Now he can look online if he wants to, but he can look at people that are getting permits Mm -hmm. uh, and he can see who those people are. And he's just capitalizing on that. It's a great, it's a great market. He's a pioneer in it, I think too. And he understands it and he's obviously executed this plan before. And so, you know, again, you can't force people to use a specific person, but I think that there's a track record there. Pretty nice. We can. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Well, the key, the key is to, to identify, you know, the, the, the builders and, and work with the building community mm-hmm. from, you know, the, the, the framing standpoint, um, you know, again, so right. when the home tests out, you know, you're, you're not there for any surprises. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's where, you know, we take a lot of pride in, in our consulting. I mean, if you're a builder out there and you're listening to the show, it would be a great person, even if you're not building in Farragut, frankly, because these, like you mentioned in your email, Scott, these municipalities in East Tennessee, people are going to begin adopting these. And, and over time, you know, six, maybe three, you know, are going to be the standard. So, you know, you don't want it to be zero because you may not be able to breathe in there. But I mean, three is probably realistic. I mean, you even mentioned the dust situation. You know, there's other unintended ancillary benefits. Yeah, there you go. That's the word. And so, because your wife doesn't have to clean the house anymore. Oh, it definitely cut the the dust down. It was incredible. Yeah. So those are some other things. And so when we get back, let's, let's dig in a little bit deeper because I think one of the other things that builders ask is, you know, why is this happening? And why do I have to do this? Because, you know, that's where the, the end result, why is it that, that that towns are adopting these? And what is the end benefit? I think it'll surprise you what the end result is and why this is happening. So thank you guys coming into the housing hour. We've got a great show. Rest of the show lined up. Come back and uh, listen to the rest of it here in just one moment after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Work it, make it, do it, makes us better, faster, stronger. Work it, make it, do it, makes us better, faster, stronger. 
Welcome back to the Housing Hour. That that doesn't kill you will only make you stronger. And that's what these codes are attempting to do is to make these homes stronger. So welcome back into the Housing Hour. Thank you guys for coming back in with us. And we are are very excited um, to talk to you guys today about something that I think is going to be important as we go forward um, in the home building process. And, um, you know, we talked before we went to break about why. Why are we doing this? Why are these municipalities um, adopting stricter code, if you will? Um, and I don't know that you would say it's necessarily stricter. I think it's enhanced is what, what I would put it. I think it's more enhanced um, because, you know, we're, we're always learning new things. I mean, look, Mark, for, since we began this show, all the new things that we learned, mm-hmm. you know, look what you've learned in, in, in all these different aspects of um, energy efficiency. And the things that we knew to be true in yesteryear have been <clears throat> really just turned on its head in a lot of ways. You know, I remember my dad was building home and homes in the 1970s. And I mean, I can't even imagine how many exchanges there were. I mean, maybe they were better, but I mean, talk about, if you don't mind, John, why are uh, municipalities doing this? I mean, I know the big picture because it's for, you know, the environment and saving money and all that, but are there other benefits to why you all are doing this? And do you tell the builders that? I try to tell the builders that the performance of their house is going to be increased which is going to make it more uh, more attractive to a buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have anybody that has allergies or other issues with dust or other things, they're not they're going to have less of that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know I don't know of anyone who wants to pay more for energy when they can pay less. Um, <laughs> it helps them with financing a little bit, mm-hmm. um, especially if they're an energy star. They get that that uh, they get some they can get some financing mm-hmm. credits sometimes. Um, or they can just get a little more on the loan if they if 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 there's a, a home that you know uses less energy. So of course the costs are going to be less monthly for that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, you want the home to perform. If Correct. it's cold outside, you want it to be warm inside. But you don't want to do that at the expense of paying extra money. Correct. And, and talk about expense. <clears throat> These types of uh, you know energy type of uh, codes they're not that expensive scott i mean for the builder to we're not talking yeah, about that's right thousands and thousands of dollars to implement this what can you give us an idea of what this would generally cost to a builder i know this is a generic answer i mean yeah. that's really difficult to to gauge that's I'll, a tough you know, question it, it, it'd be something relative to the square footage of the house um, you know, obviously the cost, but it's, but it's low percentage. Abso- absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 and it's not necessarily reinventing the wheel for the builder. It's mm-hmm. just modifying, you know, various techniques and, and looking for thermal and air pressure bypasses, you know, as you're constructing that home. And, you know, once you've grasped those, those concepts, then, you know, from a builder standpoint, and my experience with working with several builders is, it's it's easy to not only produce a home that will meet the 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 town of Farragut's code, but they're also going to take that standard and and carry it over to other places they're building. Yeah, um, you know, not because they have to, but because they recognize that. Well, gosh, one, it's not costing me a lot to do this, produce this efficient home, but two, you know, they're recognizing that you know this is something that they're. The end user, the consumer is, is, is demanding. Yeah. And, and then the know, sticker is, you know, you go buy a car, right? And you look, what is the first thing that you, one of the first things you look, of course, the first thing you look at is the price, but yeah. one second to that probably for me at least is the miles per gallon, right. you know? So a home is going to be producing 
at such a rate, you know, and if you have that sticker, if you have some kind of, I mean, if I'm a builder and I'm marketing the home through the real estate agent, I know that they do this already, but what a great added benefit to have at, at your open house or, or in your informational pamphlets, a little information about, Hey, this home meets uh, town of Farragut enhanced, you know, code. And here's the benefits to you. Yeah. And you know, you can, like John mentioned, it's a good selling point to a customer that's coming out and taking a look at these properties. Mm-hmm. Because if you're looking at a, um, an existing home that was built maybe in 1980, like my house was that, you know, that's exchanging 11 to 12 times mm-hmm. an hour. And when you, when you can verbalize that to a customer, when when Scott was able to show me and Dr. Jackson from mm-hmm. RNL was able to communicate to my head what that exchange meant and me just dumping out what I just paid for outside eleven times per hour. This, right. this and, is, yeah, how do I exactly. fix this? And how your, do I stop and your this? skin looks great now. <laughs> just so you know, I'm well, breathing better. You know? <laughs> also, part of the code is that you're going to get a certificate that stays with the home. That tells the owner what the house is constructed like. It's mm-hmm. going to tell them the R values. It's going to tell them the window values. It's going to tell them the efficiency of the building as far as the envelope and what it leakage rate was. It's going to tell them uh, what the ducts tested out at. And they're going to have that from now on. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's something that's brand new. Right. That's, nobody's ever had that for their home before. No. no. I think that the people like Shaw Construction were the pioneers yeah pioneers definitely i mean but Mm -hmm. more companies because if you have a choice like i've always said you know my sister bought a car that was you know it's one of those hybrids it's so it's it's a hybrid but it also uses gas you know when i was out shopping for cars when i was looking at the difference between the two i'll be honest with you it was not worth it for me to buy a hybrid car because the cost was not in line with reality. So it, now, though, the homes—if you—if you take what Farragut is requiring, well, all the homes. So you're comparing apples to apples across the board. All of them are going to be exactly the same that are new. So until then, if you're thinking about, well, I'm going to buy a home in Farragut, well, or I'm going to look over here in West Knoxville, you know, and you're comparing the two, and for what you're getting, the square footage is the same, the amount of bedrooms is the same. The bathrooms, all that's the same, but the difference is the home in Farragut has this Energy Star rating or whatever, and then the home over here in West Knoxville. I'm not knocking West Knoxville. I'm just saying it's just a logical kind of result of an inquiry by a smart consumer. This home over here gets this many exchanges, and this home over here. You know, and and you know another thing too. I think you have home inspections before. I see a day in the future where there's somebody like Scott. You know, before they buy the home, they say, "Well, I need to do an envelope test on this. I need to do a duck blaster commander or whatever you called it." Yeah. You know, don't you see that day coming? I mean, well, future, I, I certainly it's here. Would. I mean, uh, I, I would think so, and I would think that this would breed out to uh, people with existing homes that say, "Fair, it's picked us up, John." It, it's catching on, and that that already goes on. I mean, just like you had your home tested, just at your existing home. Um, uh, there's people that are just asking for people like Scott, uh, raiders like Scott, to come out and, and test their home. He helps them find the leaks and, like you, fix the leaks, and then your home performs better. And one thing that really helps uh, with your um, with testing that and fixing those leaks is then your insulation works much better because if air yeah. flows through your insulation, you're only getting half the benefit of it. Yeah. 
yeah, you paid so, for it and you're not getting anything for it. Yeah. So so talk a little bit about the the mechanics of the sealing versus the insulation. What that does, it doesn't seal the barrier air areas. Talk a little bit about that. I, I guess the like one way I like to put it is, um, you know, of course it's been really cold lately, and um, you know, imagine on a, a windy day, you go out with, uh, you know, you've got your long sleeve shirt on, but you know, you have a fleece on, um, and it's a windy day, you're going to get cold. Well, say you put on uh, a shell on top of that uh, uh, fleece, uh, like a wind uh, windbreaker. Mm-hmm. You go out, you know, it's zipped up. Well, gosh, you're going to be substantially more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the transverse is true too. If you know you go out with just the windbreaker and no fleece, you're going to be uncomfortable. But the key is, you know, the fleece being your home's thermal boundary, your insulation, and the windbreaker being your home's air pressure boundary. And as long as they're in continuous alignment with the home's condition space, um, you know, then, then your home's going to perform a lot more efficient. Um, you know, it's going to eliminate, you know, drafty spots, uh, cold rooms. Um, even if a door is closed and it's on the extreme end of the house, um, the home's still going to be connected. And that's just by adopting, you know, these practices to, you know, to, to ensure that, you know, the home is, is interconnected. Can so, you take that fleece off, though? Because it gets hot sometimes. Yeah, it does yeah. as soon as you come inside or, you know. <laughs> but see, w- without that balance of the, the ceiling of your house that, you know, you, you have that thermal vortex. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's, we have the vortex To protect down. you from the polar vortex. The, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and even if, you know, going back to the windbreaker thing, but, you know, even say you had a tear in your windbreaker. Well, that part you know say it's on your arm you know your arm's going to get chilly when the mm-hmm. wind's blowing the same like you know, in your bathroom remember? looking in, oh, in these homes <laughs> he had a tear you know you find he those big... find those tears and um or just well that's know, what eliminate. he was finding he found those tears oh, the, all do- through the, them. the dog door wasn't it? it it was the dog the cat door. door and see so many people have dog doors going out from their outside of their house into their garage even you got to seal that and there is a product safe I can't remember the, but it's on our website, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a door that seals it and meets the blower door test. It it does it it prevents it because when you're depressurizing this in these homes, is it like one of those revolving ones like you see in New York no, City? No, the dog has to keep moving. No, <laughs> oh, it's got a key card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like O R N L. But you know, and you know, people that are listening, that at the end of the day, like if you have kids, here's the thing. If you have kids and they have allergy problems and maybe they're, they're, you know, susceptible to colds and whatever else. I mean, that's another benefit of this that, that really, I don't think gets talked about. I mean, being comfortable. Yes. Very important. But another thing is, is kids who have allergy problems, if you can eliminate or cut the dust down, does that not help as well? Oh, it's, it's just incredible. The indoor uh, air quality environment. And to talk a little bit about that. I mean, you, you guys might know when you go down to zero. Uh, on the air exchanges. I know that that's a goal. Some of the, um, I know Kevin mentioned that, but see the, the, the equipment that's in there, that doesn't seal your house to where it's dangerous. Does it? Well, the, the idea with, you know, a a lot of reluctancy and and pushback is my goodness, we're going to build these homes too tight. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and yeah, you are producing a tight home, but you know, with that, you're, you're, you're containing your air loss, heat loss, if you will, but you're also controlling where it's coming in, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to mold and, and, and allergies. Uh, you know, if you've got 
lot of holes in you know between your crawl space and and your living space through electrical plumbing etc um you know that moldy air is gonna um you know get in get into the living space yeah and and don't by the way for those that are listening you just brought something to my in your crawl space don't put paint and don't put those type of things down there. I mean, really, because that stuff is coming lawnmower. right or your lawnmower, because that stuff is coming right up into the living space, right up into the living space, especially if it's not sealed properly, right? The the idea is that you know if it's sealed properly, I mean you you know you're going to treat your crawl space the same as you you know would your garage, um, mm-hmm. but if it's not sealed properly, you know of course that's where you can introduce a lot of uh, indoor air contaminants, right. um, you know. But 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 the idea with producing these homes with these air changes. Is you know you're you're not only controlling the exhaust and inflow, mm-hmm. but you know by by doing that you know you're ventilating it right. You know you've got adequate ventilation where you're cooking, mm-hmm. um, you know where your your bathroom is and, and a shower. Um, you know you're you're exhausting that that moisture. So you know with moisture comes mold mm-hmm. and mildew. So you're you're ensuring that that that's going out. So going back to you know it's just critical that all the components of the home work in unison mm-hmm. um you know for example you could produce a very tight home but if you have a you know a garage with a supply and return vent mm-hmm. it's going to defeat the purpose even though if your garage is tight and say it meets the air changes you're going to store paint and um you know so on and so absolutely forth. well just as an example but you know it's just adopting those best practices and just ensuring that your conditioning and, and your thermal and air pressure boundary are always in alignment. And you know, there's a good balance that needs to be struck, and, and I where think that's gonna, so important. Absolutely, and I think that's why I'm so encouraged by you know enforcers that are are taking this seriously and understanding that there's a human side of this where you have to educate, you have to balance. The balance is so important, not just in the implementation, but also in the enforcement. You have to have. And training. Yeah, you have to apply some common sense to this. And it's not that expensive. It's not that expensive to do. And we're going to end the show in this next segment by talking about, um, and this is probably, you can take off your enforcement hat, because I want us to talk about some other things that we see in the future, like, for instance, LED lighting. You know, I'm not sure if that's ever going to be one of those required things. I mean, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about, but I do want to talk about some other things that maybe are not a part of the code, but that you think could easily be adopted by the contractor that's maybe not part of the code, but, hey, here's some other things. If you're going to do this, maybe do this over here. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe there's no no such thing. The dog door, you know, I don't know if builders put those in, but, hey, here's another Here's another uh, product. If you have an animal, here's something that we can we can um, possibly help you with. So we're going to tackle that when we get back right after these messages. We'll be right back. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Sounded like I was getting ready to start flowing into a rap right there because I was talking with a little rap talk there. But um, guys, thank you for joining us again. And uh, just so that you all know, kind of to book in the information, thehousinghour.com is the um, mothership of all the series that we've done, the blogs that we've written. Um, You can find all the information there. You can download our app on your app store phone, on your phone or your tablet. We have both an iPad and Android app for your tablet and 
everything. We have everything when it comes to, to apps. Um, and then also um, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the housing hour. Um, and also so that you guys know, kevinray.com, just another way to interact with me. You can see some of the work that I do, some of my photography and some of my um, uh, editing uh, stuff that I do on the side. Um, and you can also link in with Mortgage Investors Group, the Housing Hour, also the um, St. Jude Golf Tournament that we're doing all right there in one place. So um, we're back in here and we're having a very healthy discussion, um, figuratively and literally, about uh, energy efficiency. I wanted to mention something because, you know, we had a home inspection done on a home that we, it was a new construction. Don't let anybody tell you that you should not have a home inspection done when you're buying a new home. That's kind of ridiculous, actually. Um, I don't think any realtor would tell you that. Um, I don't want to offend anybody, but I mean, that that's just crazy talk. So another thing that I'm going to do the next home I buy, I promise you of this is that if it's an existing home, we haven't decided yet whether we're going to ever move again but if we do and it's and it's an existing home or if it's a new home i want to have scott come out and do a pre-purchase inspection and let's say it's nine exchanges per hour well then i write into my offer scott's suggested you know remedies to get it down to six or five or whatever you know and i mean maybe that's two thousand dollars maybe that's whatever that cost is i mean who knows what it is because i think it can be different for different situations but write that into the contract so i'm just saying and realtors out there that are, are selling agents or even listing agents it may be a smart move on your part if you are listing a property man call scott say hey you know what i'm listing this property i know it's going to cost me this amount to get this this analysis done. Um, but I'm telling you the millennials, the millennials and not just the millennials, the gen X, the other generation, they're looking at this too, but definitely the millennials, the people that are coming up in our, the primary purchasing power in America right now, they're going to really appreciate a home that's listed that they can say, Hey, you know, Scott with prudent that he's inspected it. It was at this. Now we've got it to this. Here's what you get with this home purchase. How many people are out there doing that right now? Yeah. I don't know. The other part, you know, we mentioned the ancillary benefit of cutting the dust down in the house. But mm-hmm. the one of the biggest things that I found afterwards, uh, my wife found the dust issue. Right. <laughs> so that was good for her. Yeah, because you don't clean. Yeah, I don't clean. <laughs> but uh, one of the things I found was just the pure comfort of the home. Um, it what I, didn't I like hit- how you said that. It was pure, pure comfort, comfort of the home. It, there wasn't cold spots. I mean, I could hit a house, really? part of the house, I hate and I that. could feel a draft. You know, if you're laying on the floor, there's none of that. Why now. are you laying on the floor? Oh, watching TV. Do you don't lay on the floor watching television, <laughs> playing with your kids, playing with the dog? We play on the couch. I'm just kidding. No, I get what you're saying. Oh, I see that you is jumping a great... off the couch into a head dive into the floor. Is what I saw of you. Yeah, but that is true, though. I mean, Scott, do you probably is that one of your sales pitches, if you will? Because I mean. Let's face it, you you don't have a tough job to sell because of the all the benefits. But is that one of the things you talk about is comfort? Absolutely. Comfort's a yeah. a, a big part of it. And, you know, it, it goes in with, you know, indoor air quality and just, you know, breathing breathing better and uh right. you know, you're you know, that's enjoying not hard to your sell, home. Is it? <laughs> uh, you know, it's you know, you're paying for that square footage, so why not enjoy it all and just in, ensure it's comfort and yeah. absolutely home buyer evaluations is you now know. do you do do you partner with realtors in what I just now said, or is that a breaking 
idea that I can maybe somehow make money on. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I do work with, uh, you know, some, some realtors, mm-hmm. but, but don't you think if you're a realtor, that would be, I mean, I know that you're, you, that's what you're doing, but am I off base to think that that would be a great thing to help sell a home? Am Absolutely. I, yeah. Um, you know, if you just, you know, think about it, you've got two homes, uh, you know, relatively identical in the right. same neighborhood built by two different builders and, yeah. you know, say home A is getting 12 hours or 12 hour changes per hour and mm-hmm. home B, you know, getting six or five or seven, but significantly less. That they, could win. They look the same. Yeah. The cost is, you know, this approximately the same. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest difference is, you know, one, your operating cost, but, you know, you also know that you're, um, you know, most likely, uh, you know, purchasing an efficient home. And people and have to education. understand what that means. And John, yeah. that's where it comes, where you talk about educating the builder and yeah. everybody. It, right. You've well, got to understand it. It is. It's a learning process. Um, and most of the builders, uh, they're not objecting to it. They're just wanting to learn how to how go about doing this because uh, it helps them sell their home. Uh, you know, everybody wants a home that's pleasant to live in. Uh, they want the They don't want the warm and cold spots. They want it to, you know, pretty much be uh, the same wherever they, if they walk into the kitchen or if they go back into the bedroom or wherever, you know, for years we had a lot of homes that had cold spots and warm spots and those kind of things. Mm. Uh, also, if you're buying an existing home, um, you, you know, if it's leaking a lot, there's a good chance that it's leaking from areas that are kind of nasty, you yeah. know, so you may be leaking from a crawl space. And so, you know, when Scott talked about, um, the efficiency of the of the house as far as uh where the air is coming in from wouldn't you want to know wouldn't you want to control that point so that it comes in at a fresh location and not from a place uh, that that could be causing you to be sick or your children to be sick and those mm-hmm. du- uh, the ductwork and air conditioning units get pretty nasty sometimes don't they if they're leaking they get really nasty and yeah. i'm sure that most of you have been in a uh, crawl space and witnessed uh, water leaking from or dripping off of your ductwork, um, especially in the summer when we have our rip, very humid summer weather. Uh, typically, that's due to the fact that the duct is leaking nice, dry, conditioned air out into the environment that you're paying for. Mm. But also, you're creating Those mice a, down there are so comfortable, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're you're yeah, exactly. But you're you're creating a, you know possibly a dew point that's causing that, mm-hmm. and so now you've you uh, wet your insulation around your duck, and then here comes the mold oh, growing in, the, it's coming in there. straight into the house. Uh, you just created a great place for it to inhabit your home. Because mm, when it gets moist down there and then you have you apply heat to that, that's a recipe for mold, allergies. You know, you just wonder. I mean, you're from Oak Ridge. You, you work in Oak Ridge. There's a lot of older homes there. I mean, people... People have those type of issues in every part of our our state, but that's and it's real simple. Scott comes out and he hooks this thing that looks like it's out of you know lost in space <laughs> up to everything, and he starts blowing stuff and the smoke tests through the ducts. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you can do to find these leaks, and you sealed it. And it's and and they're easy to find, you know, with with the equipment. You know, we're pressurizing the duct system, and uh, you know, of course, we got a fog machine, and you know, that's essentially it you know within the you know following the industry standards on pressurizing them so on a fog machine wow and, yeah. uh, you need to come out of there with a guitar out. and a microphone and start singing or something that sounds pretty <laughs> cool so here's another thing i'm thinking about because if you're a consumer and you're looking to buy a home and you are trying to figure out okay i hear the, heard the housing hour it's everything sounded great you know, what is this energy star i heard energy star you know we didn't talk a lot about that and i'm not saying that these codes 
make that home an energy star. But one of the places that I would start is, say, oh, well, who, who does energy stars around here? You know, I mean, if I want to learn more about it, then you can go to energystar.gov. You can click on the map, you can find Knoxville, and you can find the contractors that actually are in our area that are energy star builders. I did that just as we've been talking here. And the only two that I found in Knoxville are Shod Residential Construction. We had a whole show with him. Um, and then also uh, Knox Housing Partnership. I'm not sure how that works, but um, the other ones, all of them, Clayton Homes. We went out to the oh, yeah. we went out to the manufacturing plant. That was an incredible experience. You can go on thehousinghour.com. Scott has experience it. with all really? that too. That was incredible because they sold me on the modular homes. I mean that that's mm-hmm. a. I mean, where do you we're want? Gonna, to, we're going to have another general manager back from uh, Clayton's too. That was. I would weeks. love to go to another plant. That was really a great experience. But all of the ones Mark on the list. They're either manufactured homes or you've got Knoxville Habitat for Humanity. You've got all of these site-built homes, but I don't see but one builder. Now, that's why I bring the education piece in, because until the consumer is asking for this, guess what? They're not going to come to the area. They're not going to get certified, because why are they going to get certified when nobody wants it? That's why. That's where the information piece comes in. And Chad uh, builds right. It. Scott Scott has the the Energy Star certification to rate them. Mm-hmm. So explain how that works with Shad yeah. and the construction. End. Yeah, absolutely. And I can speak for Knox Partner, mm-hmm. uh, our housing partnership as oh. well. Um, See there? You know, they're a different <laughs> caliber of uh, uh, product. Right. So you know, sure. you're not talking apples to apples um, with respect to the in in product, but. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's a process, and it, and it's from the design. Um, you know, you're you're just you know want want to, I guess, from the blueprints, design the home. Um, you know, to where you know again, it's gonna be interconnected. And um, from my standpoint, is where I get involved. Is uh, you know, of course, do a lot of energy modeling and taking those uh, plans and orientation of the home, the window types, the areas, the wall areas, wall types, uh, just many many different variables. That in turn generates a uh, hers index score, which is an energy star score. And as mm-hmm. long as that home falls within the threshold and meets the requirements, you know, that's how it earns that uh, accreditation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, throughout that process, you know, we're looking at a framing inspection, uh, insulation inspection. Um, you know, and then again, we'll come out and do the duct blaster. So, so Shot builds that property, but just because they build it doesn't make it energy star. You right. have to stamp it. it it's a third party verification. Yes. Right. And then that's the whole idea of a HERS Raider. And in addition, you know, HERS Raider also has a third party that, you know, checks up on myself and, you know, other Raiders in the in the industry. You're saying Raiders, not Raiders, right? <laughs> Raiders. Okay. I just want to make sure. So Shod has 69 <laughs> homes that they have that are 100% Energy Star. When they build a home, I'm, I'm, I sound like a commercial for Shod. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not. I don't even know the folks over there. All I know is what I'm looking at. A hundred percent. In other words, they don't have half their construction going to non-Energy Star, half of it going, all of it goes to Energy Star, 100% of it. And we're doing a Habitat home. Uh, Mortgage Investors Group is partnering with Admiral Title um, and also another company that I just can't remember off the top of my head, but we are doing that in May and they are, that home, I got to find out. I don't know, is Habitat doing, I mean, it says they did seven in Knoxville last year. So I assume that they are Knox. So regardless, that's something that they are doing. They're, they have seven they did last year. Um, but why is it these these not-for-profits are doing this and other builders are not doing it? That, that's a that's a loaded question, but what, what, I don't get it. 
Well, we're kind of in an interesting time period right now. Um, you know, we're going from the 2006 code to the 2012 code. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a year what happened ago, to the 2009 code. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Yeah. The you know where to go from a, a builder producing a to a, a home that meets the 2006 code, and then to go from that to an Energy Star home, the cost was you know a lot greater. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you're looking at a code that's 2012 that has quite a bit of the Energy Star aspects incorporated in it. Um, granted, Energy Star is more stringent than the code, but the, the, the margin to go from the current code to Energy Star has substantially decreased. Okay. Um, so to answer your question, um, you know, I strongly feel and, and the feedback that I've gotten from, you know, the building community is, you know, gosh, well, what? what else do we have to do to produce that energy star? And there's a lot of builders that have that going on in the background. Well, good. Um, good. Right now. That's good to know. Um, you know, and the builders that are producing energy star homes, my goodness, they're, you know, it's, it's one right after another, um, you know, essentially meaning, you know, as soon as they produce one, whether it's a spec or, you know, contract, um, it's just uh, something that the end user, the consumer recognize. And there yeah, is a demand it's selling it. and shot is doing just fine. And I, I'm not here to, I'm not throwing, trying to throw any builder under the bus because I know that there's a cost associated with it. I'm just saying that until, and they are not to blame at all and no, nobody's to blame. It's all new to all of us. I mean, this is just new information and you know, the housing hour mortgage investors group, Admiral title, our sponsors all around are just trying to do what we can to educate the the consumer. And it's just going to continue. And so uh, you're going to have to get on the train at a certain point. So start the education process. Mm-hmm. Uh, contact your author- your local folks like John uh, Householder at Fairgate. Please do. And uh, they'll, they'll help you. Yeah, they absolutely will. And so we want to thank, for sure, we want to thank John Householder with the town of Farragut. And also, Scott, thank you for coming in from Prudent Energy Systems. Is that the name of your company? That is it. And you can yeah. find us on the web at prudentenergysystems.com or call us at 200-3647. And then also you can find him on thehousinghour.com. Thank you guys so much for coming in. We'll see you next time right here on The Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.